All right. Are we recording? Yeah. Let's do it. One last time, baby. Hello, and welcome to the Zero Stars Podcast, a podcast about Marvel movies and things coming to an end. My name is Bob. My name is Matt. And we are going to talk about the Marvel movies. Yes. In their entirety. Yes. Uh, it's Kevin Feige's. Did Feige. you look it up? Not Feige, but Feige. Did yeah, I looked, look it up? I looked it up. I looked it up. Feige. You're confident in this pronunciation. Yeah, it's F-Y-G-H-E-E. So like, uh, or maybe G- how do you say like that buttery substance that like ghee ghee like the, you think it's, like yeah so it's clarified like butter? yeah clarified butter oh feige feige that makes it so easy yeah i love thinking about ghee ghee is good it's very good yeah yeah um so yeah kevin feige's fantasia as you have said <laughs> previously has come to an end so you're probably wondering why after a several month hiatus we have returned to your podcast feed and the answer is we wanted to take a look back yeah, do a retrospective. Uh, on our journey to this point and kind of make this a way to cap off what has been the Zero Stars podcast. Yeah, I think that it's worth noting that legitimately for the first 50 episodes of this podcast, we didn't talk about Marvel movies at all. But now that we've established that, we're not, we're, we're not going to talk about video games at all. We're just going to talk about Marvel movies. <laughs> and it's true that if somebody was to listen to the first episode of the podcast and now this the last episode of the podcast they might be pretty confused be but confused. you know what i think there'd be a lot of gems for them to sift through later yeah and that's art anyway oh wow art is what you take away from a podcast honestly we should just stop this right now <laughs> um so yeah we're going to talk about about the marvel movies which it's been when did we f- we watch spider-man uh far from home i believe in december is that true last year it's been 6 months Oh my god. It's been six months. We've had six months to mull over and consider the Marvel movies. And in that time, the Marvel universe has expanded in ways that you have participated in and I have not, which yes. we're gonna get to. Yes. Uh, I, I've never been so jealous of someone not seeing something. <laughs> yikes, that is did not bury the lead on that one. No, let's do let's do our uh recap though. This is the part of the episode where we're going to recap traditionally our this is where we recap watching the marvel movies so this all started with episode 50 where we had decided that we wanted to try and take on a task we wanted to challenge ourselves essentially yeah we wanted to do something incredibly difficult grueling and punishing like a tough yeah. mutter yeah <laughs> i was gonna say a true marathon uh but that wasn't it wasn't enough um well we had we had known people we had known people everyone in the world liked the marvel movies (laughs) and you and i had seen like a collective eight of them and we just did not get it no i I had no grasp on why they were so successful we wanted to get it we very much wanted to understand we did not start this podcast this portion of the podcast with the intent of like let's just take down these marvel movies and talk about how shitty they are we legitimately wanted to be inside the zeitgeist i think more than that we wanted to go into it with an open mind and also experience them as they were intended to be experienced rather than like as a passerby. So, you know what I mean? We were going to see them all the way through. We weren't going to just like occasionally drop in, be confused and then dunk on them. We wanted to do it for real. Yeah. We wanted to be inside, inside that uh, primordial soup of (laughs) 
superheroes. Yeah. At Primordial pro- Superheroes. <laughs> Cut that, please. <laughs> Definitely leave it Bathe in it. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, we decided that we would start, um, kick things off with Iron Man. The first Iron That's Man. where it begins. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think that episode was like 30 minutes, and we spent half of it probably talking about Breath of the Wild. Uh, well, no. The the episode, ha- it coincided with E3 2019. Oh. And so we spent literally two hours or something talking about video games, and then we talked about... Iron at Man the end, at the of, end it, of it. We did not even recap the movie. We just said, like, I thought it was really good. Because both were surprised by and how I think good that it was. That's really what you know started us on this path was that we had this idea to do this thing uh i had seen iron man and remembered not liking it and then we went and watched it and it was actually great yeah and that was enough to sort of give us confidence in the entire endeavor confidence that was quickly shaken just two weeks later when we watched the incredible hulk now the incredible hulk is a real triumph of filmmaking this is uh for for (laughs) Those of you who don't remember, this is back when Edward Norton had been cast as the Incredible Hulk. Um, this was really just like, this was, it's weird to think about 2008 when there wasn't a Marvel Universe, there was just Iron Man. And then someone said, we're making this Hulk movie. Uh, Sony is involved. I think it was Sony. I can't remember. Maybe it was Universal. Universal is involved. Universal has the Hulk Universal rights. owns the Hulk. But I don't for know like if they a still period do. Of time, I, think that, I think Marvel ended up buying them back. Okay. Because otherwise we'd get Universal tags, I think, on every single Avengers movie. That's a good point. But um, Universal, you know, is making this Hulk movie. What if we just put Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark at the end of this because Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have anything else to do because no one else will insure him and let him act other than in these Iron, you know, this one Iron Man movie that was a surprise hit. Yeah. Um, so we watched The Incredible Hulk, Tim Roth, Edward Norton, the most beautiful woman in the world who works at that plant in Brazil. I can't remember exactly where it was, somewhere in South America. I forgot about that. Was that in that movie? That was that that movie, that The Most Beautiful Woman in the World. Wow. Was. That movie, what a terrible movie. That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and yet it is actually one that I would be willing to rewatch. I, I it would, was so bad it was that so I kind perplexing. of enjoyed it. Like a Greek god. <laughs> like, <laughs> the the homoerotic undertones were uh it's thick, which striking. I have no problem with. Like that's, no, I that's, loved it. I think that, it, that it, is like the angle they should have pushed weird. harder. Ant Man has no subtext. No. The Incredible Hulk has so much subtext. Yes. You could write papers, like theses Total on the Incredible Hulk. yeah. Which is like, that's the kind of bad movie that it's number 23 on the list because it earned that distinction. <laughs> because it is terrible. It and it deserves to be best at something, yes. which is being bad. Yeah. It is not just like, oh, I wish I hadn't watched that movie. It is like, wow. That's an incredible flapjack stack of bad choices. <laughs> yeah. and I can't believe that somebody they got just, the syrup and put it on there. Piling it up. Do you remember the sex scene? I remember that i think it might be the only sex scene in the marvel universe it might be though it is coitus interruptus because uh ed norton's heart's gonna explode uh man man, that is a terrible movie though i will never be able to forget when they like kick the villain into that tree and his body like liquefies against the tree like it bends all oh, different I forgot ways about that. it's I really thought you were gonna say he goes through the tree like in a cartoon it's just like a man-shaped hole in no the tree. they do that in later movies it was a surprisingly violent movie it definitely bore 
the mark of somebody being like, we got to fight club this up. Yes. And it's similar to Iron Man. There's like a wanton disregard for human life. <laughs> I would say. Yes. Oh, dude. People are getting like, messed up. In Iron Man, he kills so many people. In fact, for a while early in this podcast, we were tracking how many people Iron Man killed. I feel though like Iron Man killing a bunch of people like that is genuinely part of his arc. And I understand that that's like potentially part of the Hulk's arc too. Yeah. But it's definitely much more part of the Hulk's arc. I think that that's like, it's something that the Hulk has to grapple with. Tony just is kind of like, whatever, these people. I mean, he stops making bombs. That's true. Um, <laughs> this is all true. I, this is actually something that will we'll come up later when we discuss the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. I can't um, wait. <laughs> which is part part eight of this finale <laughs> <laughs> tune uh, in later this is actually a series on disney plus <laughs> uh <laughs> what's uh what's number three is it iron man 2 it is iron movie? man 2 i have a list this brought us for, back for the listener the at home i have a list of the movies in the order they came out matt is trying to do it from memory and we're going to see how he does yeah i'll, I'll be good at this uh yeah I, i'm sure you will be so yeah, yeah iron man 2 a movie that is at turns great and at turns terrible. Mm-hmm. More great than terrible. It's it's just highs, extreme highs and extreme lows. Yeah, this has the roadie fight, which is one of the extreme lows in the entire universe. It's so dumb. But it has the sick opening. Oh, the which opening is, one of the is extreme so highs. awesome. Weird fact, co-written by uh, Justin Thoreau of like the Leftovers and huh. uh, Sweatpants fame. That is weird. Yeah. Um, pretty good movie though. Like not yeah. bad, and definitely is the linchpin of the entire thing. It's it's the moment at which everybody decided we're going to make a universe and really push it. And there are so many callbacks to this movie yeah. that you understand that like although they continued to develop and move on and expand the universe, that movie is like you said, it is like it is a weird linchpin that one that doesn't announce itself and that well, you only it just recognize kind of has with time to be, by virtue of being like in many ways the first actual mcu movie yes you yeah. know you get your sam jackson in but it there. also it, it delivers a lot of the themes that continue to that's true appear later later on um so what yeah, was next but kind of like forgettable next was captain america the first avenger you're incorrect really yeah is it thor it's thor Fucking god of thor. thunder <laughs> Um, this is the Branagh, the, the Dutch angle, Dutch angles, the movie. I've never felt more physically ill while watching a film than in this one. It you was, are constantly on tilt. Yeah. And you were tilting from one side to the other. So it is like a boat. You are just in the, the storm in Thor's storm, the yes. God, God, God of stormy seas. <laughs> it is a rough movie too. This is a yeah. bad movie, but it has some very good jokes in it. It has or some very jokes, good it's jokes, jokes in that it. I like, and jokes that like they did not double down on in Ragnarok with the fish out of water stuff. He becomes very comfortable with moving between worlds, and he and he should be by the time he's in That's Ragnarok. That's true. Frankly. That's a good point. Like, but like they continue. Can't. It, the 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 best jokes in Thor, like that joke in Thor: The Dark World, where he walks into the apartment in London and hangs his hammer up on yes. the on the like coat peg. Yeah, it's. This movie has like some of those, and it introdu- introduces us to the intern, who's a uh, who's a great character. <laughs> Forgot about the intern. <laughs> she she plays a major a major role in a uh, in WandaVision. Really, mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy. So does um, so does uh, what's his name? Uh, the the card trick dude. There's references. You know, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> we can't we can't jump to the end when we're right at the beginning. Okay, so say, Thor, whatever. Thor uh, is whatever. Captain America, the first Avenger, one of the most controversials uh, Which, of ours. I think this was the first big controversy. We oh, had. actually, you know what? 
I screwed this up. I'm looking at a list of the official video games. <laughs> <laughs> are we not? Are we not reviewing? Have we not been reviewing the official video we games? We should review the now. Universe? Now we should review all of the official video games. I've actually watched. Some How is there not of a those? list of dude? Because they just don't. This is insane. I'm sure that the Wikipedia has it. I'm on Wikipedia. If you just look up the MCU and Wikipedia, yes, that's what I was looking at. Okay, I got it. I have it. I have yeah, it. He's got it. He's got it. And it was, it was still Thor. Actually, you was, know what? All this Thor is right, still. so I can just, I can just ignore this. Okay. Um, so then came Captain America: The First Avenger, yes. which was full of controversial takes on that one. Uh, you really liked this movie. I thought it. I didn't really like it. I thought it you was like pretty it. good. Yeah. I would say you really enjoyed it. I really like the themes of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the execution is amazing. I've but... come around more on the themes of it too. Yeah. As a, it, like like many of these movies, it benefits. I understand why people like these movies so much in part because they keep rewatching them and earlier movies benefit from the context of later movies. Oh, very much. Which is very interesting because usually it's just like earlier or, or later movies benefit from having watched the earlier movies. But in this case, it, it also works backwards. Well, each movie is so much a small part of a whole arc mm -hmm. that... Every individual movie kind of can't be that particularly satisfying. And it's hard to see the earliest, the, the start of any arc is usually <laughs> the least interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's always just so much scene setting. And, you know, a lot of these early movies, I feel like, fall into this pit like this one where the end sequence of this movie is actually amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh but that's just because it's just like, okay, now that we got all that out of the way, here's a cube that's going to vaporize a man, and then we're going to freeze this guy, you know, until the present day. And that's crazy. Like, as a setup for a story, that's amazing. But you had to go through all this other stuff that was kind of slow and whatever it's, to it's, get to that. And it's weird how this actually feels more, like, galactic and, like, mind-blowing. The end of this movie felt more galactic and mind-blowing than, like... Thor somehow oh definitely and it's I thought I agree that like the 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 close of the final fight scene in this film is one of my favorites oh I completely agree yeah and it, it really is the moment when you you get a sense that the idea of this all going into space is not crazy somehow it's yeah. you're right that Thor because Thor is so hermetic and weird yes, exactly like Thor Perfect doesn't word it's weird because it both happens partially on earth and feels completely divorced from anything on earth and i suppose yeah, that, that but asgard doesn't feel like a space colony it just feels like i don't it's just know a different it's i guess it is technically a different plane i can't even remember they try and explain all of it because it feels like some sets that just kenneth branagh had <laughs> like it yes, feels they like just, they just they just had some sets lying from around. hamlet and they yeah. were just like what if we painted these purple <laughs> and then they did and then they didn't hire any extras and it's just weird it it Anyways, the end of this is a moment that excited me in a way. And yeah. that was, I feel like, in many ways, the moment when I felt bought in on the entirety of the endeavor. Of, yeah. like, like, before that, it was like, I like Iron Man movies. They're I cool. Was, Thor was terrible. I think Hulk the, was terrible. The next one is the one where I was finally bought in on this whole thing, mm -hmm. which was, I believe, The Avengers. You're correct. Yes. Um, I believe that this has a, like, a weird subtitle that was added to it afterwards, and I can't remember what it I is. I think it does. And I, I hope it's the first Avengers. <laughs> the Avengers, the first Avengers. I yes. hope so, too. Um, this movie, in retrospect, 
it's it's not even a movie that I like that much so much as it is yeah. a movie that I find wildly impressive in its ability to thoroughly be a comic book. If your if your favorite aesthetic in the world is comic book aesthetic, like like by which I mean like nineties like bombastic splash page uh-huh. comic book aesthetic, this is the greatest movie that's ever been made. That is not my aesthetic, but I hugely appreciate a movie that delivers entirely on what it is trying to be. Yes, and I mean it, like it, this fuck movie's... Joss Whedon and everything, but like this this movie delivers on everything it wants to be it's it is interesting because this movie's vision is much more consistent he doesn't show up until yeah, the vision second one. This, movie. <laughs> this movie's wanda is much more consistent than all the other ones and it is like a unification of everything that you've seen in the other ones it tweaks everybody's suits to its own yes. ideals it gets everything fit yeah to, to like so it, it yeah it, it like everything about it is just is it feels authored in a way that the rest of it kind of felt like i don't know we're gonna try and tie this stuff together we're figuring it out computers i can make a lot of stuff happen you know it just it, 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 the thing it, was kind yeah. of messy and then this is the moment where it really snaps in and you're like okay we're really doing this like this is a this sense, is a crossover event yeah like in a sense iron man i suppose was the greatest stroke of luck that they could have had but really i think the avengers if they had, if this had not worked if it hadn't worked, that would be the end. Yeah. That'd be all. Like, all of it. And, like, it, it could have been a worse movie and still worked. But the fact that it not only worked, but worked as well as it did. Yeah. Um, and I remember being, like, I had seen that movie twice before, I think, or something like <laughs> that. Like, I had actually, like, I'd watched that with my sister. Uh-huh. And I'd, like, watched it on my own. And I remember both times being, like, eh. Um, but watching it this time, I remember thinking, like, this is cool. And I get to see more of these? Yes. Yes. Like, well, and there's and so much more of this. The yeah. end of it is pretty intense, especially if you're like bought in on Tony, right? It's, it's very oh, the much. The context is so key for Tony. Well, it's and like... there's such a like weird pivot where it's like the early Avengers stuff, like this lead up to this Avengers is so Iron Man centric. Yes. And then weirdly, like Captain America becomes the Avengers movies. Yeah. And obviously, like the central conceit is like the duality between uh, Tony and. And Captain America yeah. within the Avengers, so that makes sense. But like the degree to which this first Avengers is an Iron Man movie, as compared to the later Avengers that are Captain America movies, mm-hmm. is is pronounced. Like it's it's interesting. Yeah, and it's it's also it kind of takes us. It also is really takes us outside Earth in a sense, <laughs> and like not physically. just that physically, <laughs> Briefly. but when, when Tony, yeah, when Tony goes through that like portal and like in a way, that was something that like the first time I watched that movie, I was like, I, he goes through a portal, it's another portal. Well, and your movie. assumption is that this is something that just kind of that happens. That just kind of happens yeah. because it's a comic book movie. Right. But actually the repercussions of going through a portal are real, realistically, air quotes, <laughs> yeah, handled you're totally within right. this universe. But yeah, within the universe, it is handled with a surprising amount of care. Yeah. And I think that like I am always astonished when media, especially like mass media, like is willing to take the time to consider the repercussions of an event on someone's mm. psychology. There's a show on the sci-fi channel called The Magicians that does this consistently. And every time it does it, it still surprises me. Yeah. But like, I think that like, I always really admire that. And I was partially bought in, I think, to all of this um, because, of, because of that affecting Iron Man 3. Yeah. And like that changing the entire arc of Iron Man 3 is, is shaped by you know, half a minute of screen time when Tony happens to, like, go through a wormhole. Well, and speaking of which, what is the next movie, Matt? 
Uh, I believe it's Thor: The Dark World. No, it's Iron Man Three. Oh, all right, you love Iron Man Three. Uh, yeah, I like I like Iron Man Three despite itself. I think yeah. it's very key. I think that Iron Man Three swings for the bleachers and hits a solid double. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that is entirely accurate. Yeah. Um, and I will say this has the best treatment of the suit of mm-hmm. any of the Iron Man movies or any of the. Uh, MCU properties I feel like like the suit yeah. is just this physical thing and part of that is like that the narrative is Tony's connection to the suit and it's like that it's kind of an albatross so it sort and of needs to be blanket. this like yeah. irritating physical thing that has he has to like park whereas it's, the it's later not just movies a, it's, it's just it's like both, it's both nanobots the, it's the albatross and it's also the security blanket yeah. right it's his coping mechanism as totally. well and I think that yeah, that that duality makes this movie rich out the gate. So you have that going out the gate, and then you have that incredible sequence at his house yes. when those helicopters come in. Great, and it's just brilliantly done. And then it takes all of this goodwill and kind of squanders it <laughs> after that. And it wants to be like a comedy in some weird ways, and it yeah, it's just a weird movie. That dude breathes fire. Yeah, the yeah uh, the guy Pierce goes full Bowser. Yeah, he he breathes fire briefly. Yeah. Uh, that's never doesn't make any sense. Or after. No, it's not explained in any way. Um, um, they have uh, Rebecca Hall is there only to be murdered. And then like if you read about like the background, she was supposed to be the big bad, but then yeah. like they couldn't sell Rebecca Hall action figures, but they could sell Guy Pierce action figures. I, he breathes fire. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if they had had her breathe fire... They would have changed things. Can you imagine? I think that it was shortly after that, though, that the dude who said that Rebecca Hall couldn't be the actual big bad guy was removed from the Marvel really? Marvel board. That would um, make sense. Yeah, he was like... He, I, I think his name is Ike Perlmutter, and he was, like, taken off. Yeah. He's a famous Trump donor, so fuck that dude. Nice. Um, cool. <laughs> Iron Man 3, though. I think that was another polarizing one. Uh, between us, yeah, I you definitely like it more than I do as a movie, but there are parts of it that are excellent. It's the opposite of the Avengers, in which it is a movie that does not deliver at all on what it is trying to be, but I hugely respect its attempt. Well, and I I love like the, the themes of it. Yeah, the strangest part about Iron Man three is that it's smack in the mid, like immediately after the Avengers, we've established that we can do this unified thing, and then it's very old school Iron Man movie where. It really doesn't make a ton of overtures to the broader world. At the no. end of it, Tony like throws away the thing from his chest, like he his, his uh, what you call it, the uh, the flux capacitor. N- yeah, exactly. That's it. So he throws it away. Yeah, and then like it's weird because they kind of retcon that later. Like it, he still doesn't have it in his chest, but he just kind of like gets a new one because he feels bad. Yeah, and they just kind of like gloss over it in the later movies. And it's sort of like okay, well, it, that- I think that his contract might have been up. And they weren't sure whether they could get it. It definitely back. bears the marks of just like being made kind of outside of the broader thing. It reminds you that this that this is like that there's a meta to this. Yeah. And um, and that's and, that is like in retrospect, the further away we got from it, diminished it more and more. Yeah. I like would every agree. time that Tony Stark reappeared, I was yeah. just like, Oh yeah, there was that weird time though when he threw that thing away yeah he's quit several times in these movies yeah and like that was the most dramatic yeah it was just kind of the yeah i agree that movie went big uh and but like could not really deliver it when the time came speaking about delivering what's next matt i i I have no fucking clue yes you do do i delivering deliverance no the john borman film no no (laughs) what's a movie that you like uh, and the next movie in the series. What's the movie that I like? No, what's the next movie? 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. I honestly, Thor the Dark World? Yes. Is Thor the Dark World? Next? Yes. Oh, nice. Um, I love Thor the Dark World. We both <laughs> love this movie. It is worth noting, this is regularly rated as the worst Marvel Those movie. people are crazy. Yes, I agree. Like, I love Thor the Dark World. Oh, it's great. And I don't even know why. And I don't it know is, why people is, don't is like the it. Workmanlike, yes. It is the workman the most workmanlike movie. I it's it's like cosmology and backstory i cannot tell you to save my life but while watching it i kept going like i think it's because it cut out first of all our expectations were low and yeah, second, everybody told us it would be the unlike, worst one unlike iron man 3 it promises you nothing <laughs> out the gate well and your expectations are like it's nope. funny somebody might say that thor is a better movie yeah. that person is crazy agreed thor is a bad movie some people and might so, say thor ragnarok is a better movie well and <laughs> i don't i we're gonna get to yeah just baiting the flames but <laughs> like i went into this movie everybody said it was the worst movie in the series thor was not good no. so my assumption was that this was going to be very bad yes and instead, it's just like totally fine. It's, it's kind it's of completely fun. Pleasant. You get your goofball it Thor. You get your Lady yeah. Sif. Your Warriors. <laughs> warriors three. Yeah. Yeah. You got all three of the warriors in this. All one. the warriors yeah. make appearances. Um, I thought that it, I thought that this was good. We did take issue with uh, Thor, the handling of Thor's mother. We did at the time, but like otherwise, I think it, then they they took issue with it too because then they corrected it. Yes, because this is actually it's worth noting. This is these this came from the writers of the uh, of Infinity War and Endgame. And, and I believe Civil War. Yeah, and it is worked back in. Yeah, as a result, and you know, but I they knew you needed to return to the Dark the, World because it's kind of good. There's good like Loki double crossing. The Loki it's stuff the in Loki this is actually, actually maybe actually, my favorite. Yes, Loki I agree. Stuff. I agree. The Loki stuff yeah. is actually very strong. Loki has a good arc. Yes, like like when I think about like I know there's this Loki TV show, and when yeah. I think about like why would I want to see that. All of the Loki stuff I think about is from this movie. Yeah. So the idea that they have a TV show about a dude and like the thing I think about related to him is from this film says that this movie cannot be the worst Marvel do you know, movie. Do you know how they're doing that show when Loki is dead? Uh, my assumption is it's when he picks up the thing. Yeah, there's a there's an alternate universe because because he, he, he picks up the thing because they screw it up because they screw it up. So I wonder whether so they were awesome. setting it up then. They definitely were. All right, I mean, fair. Yeah, if they, well, if they were. I mean, when it happened, both of us were just like, "This is not a good timeline." Yeah, I was like, "This is gonna be a problem." <laughs> we gotta get out of here. <laughs> like, oh no! And I love that it continues. Yeah. Like, that's fantastic. That's very cool. Also, that is probably a very bad place to be. I don't want to oh, yeah, live I'm sure in there. It's an awful place. I can't imagine. Uh, but yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. So anyway, Thor the Dark World, underrated gem. Totally. Yeah. We continue our hot streak. What's next, Matt? <sighs> Don't do this to me. You got it. You said you could do it. I I said I could do it. I You're lied. trying to cheat right now. I no, see. I'm, try I'm trying to look at my own list just to remember what movies there are. Was it, it wasn't Age of Ultron. It must no. have been uh, Winter Soldier. Yes. Winter Soldier was another come to Jesus moment. Really? Yeah. Hugely for me. I was like starting to, I was like, okay, this is fun. And then Winter Soldier was like, oh, wow, these can movies despite yes. the fact that i think that that movie thematically is a pile of shit it is like is like kinetically just or like physically oh just feels i think about the highway sequence i think all about the, the highway sequence all the time it's so i good. think about it when i'm driving on highways i think about it when i see other car like car chase related scenes and yeah. movies yeah it's, it's, awesome. it's so good um I love. I I think that like this this one is only increased in my estimation, despite all the stupidity and my kind of dislike of the of the ending in which things, of course, need to get big. Yes. Um, 
like and need to to yeah to like things need to explode i really enjoyed no this movie. Great movie. And in retrospect it's a solid movie it has no real politics despite I, that it does, I don't. But, I don't. I don't care. But like, he hits things and and they feel hard. Well, yeah, they're punching. Yeah. You get Bucky, and like, obviously, I'm more into later the, Bucky. The Bucky reveal worked I, on the you Bucky too. Reveal, you had no idea. Yeah, because well, I just didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, no, uh, I, I actually didn't thought realize that dead. you didn't know it was a thing. Yeah, I thought that you knew exactly what was going on. No, no, I did not know. I think that there's even an earlier podcast in which I allude to this, and it. It somehow you confused me, <laughs> probably, and I just thought that you knew what I was saying, no. and you didn't. Um, which is, for, you know, I'm great. I'm glad that like I'm that you slow. had that experience. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think of like surprises in these movies and whether my just like reading of blogs. I think your reading of blogs, your actual knowledge of comic books, probably either undermined or like changed your relationship it, to a lot of that. I think that yeah, it definitely in some cases it did undermine it. Yeah. Uh, so after that, what then? Come, Guardians of the Galaxy. Next? Yes. All right. This was a controversial. This is one. the controversial. This one. is the one. This is the 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 episode in which I think you you said that I was just being petulant, <laughs> and I you, think were you were not wrong. <laughs> I do not like this movie. I love this movie. I do not like. This I think movie. it's really good, and I man, there are so many great moments in this movie. I should, I want to clarify. I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't like it. <laughs> I feel like the funny thing about it is that when you watch this movie, you see Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yes. And when I watch this movie, I see the movie that Guardians 2 could have been. <laughs> like, and I think that this movie is all of James Gunn's, uh, he's the director, all of yeah. his impulses being reined in to an acceptable level and put on the rails by people who know how to make a movie. Uh, and then later on, he was given carte blanche and god he does not know how to make a movie so this movie though i thought it was really funny i thought it was really fun i love going to space i love all the characters um it's a great introduction to quill because he's just on the right side of being a jerk yeah like and you, you are able to see his transition to full him. ass yeah. yeah and th i think that like there is a bit of a problem there in that like really nothing transpires that changes quill i guess other than in the second one, his realization that he's a god. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't seem to affect him much other than to make him cockier. Yeah, which is what he needed. Well, it's the re realization at the end of this one that he is part god. Is that at the end it's of this movie? at the end of this one, yeah. They find out that like his he's not full human, he's part god. I guess it is. It's at the very end. It's like the stinger almost. Okay, okay. In any case, when I was watching this movie, I had a great time. I don't like the dance-off at the end, but what are you going to do? Sometimes a movie ends bad and you still yeah. like it. The whole movie feels like that dance off to me. That's a little. That's a, that's cruel. But I do love. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. The man who takes everything literally. Drax. Drax. Yeah. I do love Drax. Oh, Drax, Drax is, is just a, is just a wonderful addition to this universe. Yes, and they overuse him hard later. But yes. in this movie, and that's just kind of the nature of this movie because everything's so broad. Yeah. Like. The limited exposure that you get to all the characters in this movie is exactly enough. Yeah, it. Uh, I I understand why this movie works. Yeah, you have an emotional beat with Rocket. It's good. Yeah, Rocket's great. It is good. Rocket and Drax. A star is born is a raccoon. Is a raccoon. <laughs> uh, all right. Does that take us to Civil War? No, no, no. You got a long time before Civil really? War. Really? We got that long before? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Ant-Man was was right after Civil War. I'm going to give you one more guess. 
The Incredible Hulk 2. No. <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh. This so we watched this movie on a Sunday, midday. This is one of the we few did. movies that we watched in the middle of the day yes. on a Sunday. These movies benefit very much, I feel like, from darkness. Like from yeah. the the quote movie theater experience of Matt's living Fair. room. Fair. At the same time, this movie is such a like I caught that on TNT <laughs> like, <laughs> when I was an, doing real, nothing else on a Sunday, like hungover Sunday yes. FX vibe. It has like it is like not demanding of you. It is not particularly great. It's way too long, so it feels it feels like long. you watched a movie with commercial breaks because it is like three hours. <laughs> so it has that quality of like of like I caught it on cable. Um, that I think. James Spader is in it. Benefited it. <laughs> James Spader's presence also adds this effect. It does. Um, I think that I, this is not a good movie. No. But I actually liked watching it a lot. I had a really good time watching this In one. my memory, it has improved. Yes. Which is strange because I still don't think it's very good. And I didn't no. think it was bad to start with it's just kind of become a better form of mediocre over time i was just like it was i was like entertained by it in a way that i did not expect to be i think i had heard that this one was bad and so my expectations yeah. were low but like i love the scene on the farm that's um, a great sequence yeah linda cartellini's in it <laughs> uh really elevating the mcu there. yeah taking it up a notch uh like I think the, the even that opening is like not bad. I kind of like that opening. I, sequence. I think there are a lot of good sequences yeah. in it. There are just far too many sequences in it. I agree. And at the end of it, like the whole Sokovia thing is like extre- extremely important for the MCU. Yes. The enormously so. The enormity of the situation in which an entire like city is lifted into the sky is so comical that I do kind of start to lose a sense of scale on it. You know what I mean? I was okay with it, in part because they addressed the fact that like what was really happening was that the issue wasn't that the city was being lifted. It was the issue that it was that it would be dropped. And when it dropped, it would create a, a cataclysmic effect. Of course, of course. So I thought that, like, to a degree, like, I was fine with all that. I actually think that the that final sequence is kind of good. Like, the, I thought that that was pretty good. You even get, like, a good Hawkeye line. <laughs> Where you do get a good like, Hawkeye line. Like, what am I doing here? I yes. got a bow and arrow. Yeah, you get a good Hawkeye line. Um, <laughs> you, I think there's like I in my memory there is like this this like one long shot where they're all like at that like one like the, the they're all like grappling with Ultron and it looks like like a Renaissance yes. painting. That's awesome. And I remember like just being like, holy shot, shit, that might be like the best shot in the Marvel. MCU. It, it, it does have that effect of like uh, everything that you saw in Avengers 1 was yeah. turning up the volume for good and ill. And James Spader is always just like a dream boat. Especially so. when he's made of metal. Yeah. His weird metal mouth. I don't like it. No, that but one was weird. Anyways, uh, the next movie is a particular favorite of yours. Man, I'm bad at this. You thought you could do it. So it's not Civil War. We have a ways to go before Civil War. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic when you say it was a favorite It's Ant-Man. <laughs> okay. So I thought you were being serious. Well, too bad. The Ant. Ant-Man is not a good film. No, I don't even want to talk about it, honestly. I just okay. think it's bad. This is remember do you remember how bad they like the clothing, the like uh the continuity stuff oh, yeah, that they did? It's it terrible. was just, it was like they they put this together like in a weekend when well, Michael you know, Douglas always, wasn't whenever busy. Whenever you talk about know. the MCU, people are like, "Man, it's just crazy." Like Marvel had like no money at the start of it, and it's amazingly threw Iron Man together. And you're like, 
if you just watched Iron Man and Ant Man, you would think that they had never made any money <laughs> on any of these. Like, whoa, yeah, it's dark. Yeah, but some good action sequences I actually like in that movie. The ending with Thomas the Tank Engine, is but fantastic. outside of the action sequences, not very good. No, uh, Paul Rudd really underutilized. Underutilized. Wasted. Yeah, it's really not until Endgame that I actually like Paul Rudd. It in is his movies. only in Endgame that I like. Yeah, Paul Rudd in these movies. All right, you know what it is. What? Captain America Civil War. I love this movie. He's <laughs> great. This was this was maybe the final come to Jesus moment where I was actually like, okay, I now understand that some of these movies will be good. <laughs> some of these movies will be very bad, and at least one or two will actually be great. Well, yeah, like off the backs of all the other stuff yeah. are going to be really really good. Yeah, I understood that like these movies could actually be great. Yeah. And I also was kind of thrown into like this feeling but I was like but I can never recommend this movie to anybody. No. Because you... its prerequisite <laughs> is is like 40 hours of of prior movies Pre-rex, some of which are yeah. bad. Oh, definitely. But if you have done the work, you get to it see really pays off. Steve and Tony fight, and it's amazing. Yeah. It's you get really to good. see incredible action sequences with the Winter Soldier. This was the first, uh, or second. This is second Russo Bros. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. man, it is awesome. Yeah, and I just think that like the tension. This is the only movie in the MCU where at the end of the movie, I did not know how it was going to end. No, and it, it's oh. the only superhero film I've ever seen where I did not know how it was going to end. That's an incredible point. And man, it's just. There, there's that staircase fight scene oh, with yeah. Bucky. With Bucky. Oh my yeah. god. Where dude. he's just like throwing people down the stairs Where and Cap like is like blocks is the bullets like bullets with his arm. Is like grabbing them. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. There's man, man, I just want to watch that again right now. I know, I do too. Amped. So from the high highs of Civil War. Where do we go? I would have said that Ant-Man was next, but Ant-Man wasn't next. It was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. No, it is Doctor Strange. That wasn't that much of a low. This is like this is solid like top of the third third tier. That's probably true. This is one that kind of has gone down in my memory, though mm. I really like the final sequence with Dormammu. <laughs> but even that could have been so much better. Agreed. We talk a lot on that podcast about how that sequence could have been improved, but yeah. there's so much promise there's, in it. There's a lot of good stuff in this movie. I like there the visuals a quite stuff. a bit. Yeah. Doctor Strange is like potentially interesting potentially dumb rachel mcadams is in it he's the magic man he's got the magic hands yeah. rachel mcadams i forgot is in that it. she was in it is she ever in any of the other ones i think that that's it she might i almost just said she appears in dr strange too but that's but not a movie no that is strange too yeah does she i wonder if she be in it i don't think so she dude. might what a thankless role truly um this movie's fine it's also got the dad from call me by your name movie i've not seen it's a good movie. I've heard. Not part of the MCU. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, totally fine. Yeah. yeah a serviceable introduction to another person who will matter a lot later on. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. And again, this is actually another case of this movie is fine. The end is like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. I would like to see this person again, but it takes you a whole movie to get there. Yeah. I believe the next one is uh this is gonna be this is gonna be the tough one thor ragnarok incorrect right? guardians no? 2 guardians 2 came before thor ragnarok yeah wow what a mighty fall from grace <laughs> guardians 2 is not good no um this is the movie in which kurt russell bones a bunch of women gives <laughs> them cancer plants? 
Yeah, and, like, so, and, and aliens. Isn't it like Ali- any living Ali- thing? Any living thing. Yeah, he like, and he is a planet. Um, oh, also, he is a planet. He's yeah. a planet god, and he just like gives a bunch of creatures cancer, and then like kills all of his progeny. And one of the one of his progeny, it should be noted, is Peter Quill. He's Peter Quill. Uh, the apple does not far fall fall far fall far. <laughs> Far fall from the tree. The apple does not far fall from the tree. <laughs> um, man, that movie was so bad. That this movie, movie was so bad. bad that I could not believe how bad it was, but not in an Incredible Hulk way. No. Like, no one needs to write anything about this movie. No. Other than that, it is... There's some, like, really fucked up underlying, yes. like, sexism and misogyny in the whole... That movie is so weird. I hate... It, it like everything I found charming about the first Guardians completely thrown away here. Yeah. Uh. It then there's the part with Yondu. <laughs> also, Sly Stallone is in this movie. Also, it just feels like thinking about this movie feels like I had a fever. Yeah. That was very severe. I was suffering brain damage, and I watched the first one. Like. Yeah. It is. It feels like it couldn't have happened. I forgot about the twenty minute Yondu. Dude, there's a whole thing where like Yondu is his dad figure and they yeah. embrace and Oh, it really tries to make you cry oh, for Yondu. It is <laughs> call call me. <laughs> call me by your Yondu. Call me. I was trying to like call me by Yondu name or something. I don't know. Cry <laughs> cry for Yondu. Don't cry for me, Yondu. <laughs> oh, what an awful movie that was. God, it has just driven me to madness. I hate that movie. Uh, was Thor Ragnarok after that? No, one? but we caught the Jesus rebound Christ. with Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, this was a sweet movie. Great movie. This is such a good movie. I mean, despite really bungling the Michael Keaton character, I still liked Michael Keaton. Well, Michael Keaton is just an inherently charming person. Yes, so he's the, such a good actor, and he that that reveal, yeah, half or like towards the end. Is I did not. That's the one. I think that this was the one yes. moment in the MCU that I did not. I did had not, not had spoiled it. for me, and I did not expect it in any way. <laughs> good. And I loved it. I I continue to think. I think that that moment elevated this movie in my mind to such a uh-huh. to such a degree that like I I always feel like this movie is perpetually too low, and I think it's in our top five. <laughs> Well, this movie is really good, though. Like everything about it, it just works. Is fire on all Ned cylinders. Is, is awesome. It's, it's just like a good such high a school movie fresh air. that happens to have a Spider-Man. It feels so fresh yes. compared to the others, and totally. I I adored this movie and would recommend it to anybody like wholeheartedly. Yeah, I think that you could watch this movie also without a broader understanding and still yeah. get a lot out of it. Hugely so, despite there being. Like Tony Stark and stuff. Yeah, but like Tony Stark is just playing like surrogate dad to yeah, he's around to kid who doesn't have his uncle Ben anymore. Also, Marissa Tomei is in it. Oh yes, she is. Yeah, I will never forget <laughs> Marissa Tomei and Linda Cardellini. It's like we have a type. Uh, a lot to unpack there. Anyways, also a lot to unpack here. What's the next movie, Matt? Is this one Thor Ragnarok? It is. I thought that this came so much earlier. Um, man, this movie. I'm sorry, everyone. This movie is regularly considered like the greatest or one of the greatest Marvel movies. People really like this movie. And you know what? I obviously I'm not here to yuck no yums. I think that this movie in the re- the the response to this movie is emblematic of the fact that like what people want most from Marvel movies is a tone hmm. and like that tone is a sort of like jocular like great like, use of jocular. <laughs> jocular uh like violence like you want you want your violent beats of like action and then you want your jokes and this movie delivers on those very well like it knows its beats but it doesn't have any narrative beats 
And so yeah. as a result, like you introduce a bad guy who is, has maybe like this giant, you get Kate Blanchett to play <laughs> your big bad. And then she has maybe five, 10 minutes of screen time. I don't even know. Yeah, that is actually, that is exactly my problem with this movie is like for all of the things in this movie that I can see enjoying yeah. kind of removed from context. Cause I remember seeing the trailer for this movie and not even being a fan of Marvel at the time. Seeing the trailer for this, I was just like, this seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. You're playing Led Zeppelin. These the, the jokes in the trailer are funny. But then once I actually see it in context, it's, the context is so weightless and devoid of anything that I care about that like it totally doesn't land for There's me. There's no narrative weight whatsoever yeah. in this entire movie. Not great. There's like the and that's in part because and, and, it dude, spends the most di- his dad dies in his this movie. His dad dies in this movie. Like and, this should be very weighty. It spends most of the movie not addressing the core plot. <laughs> it establishes a plot and then there is a we love digressions, but there is literally an <laughs> hour long digression or maybe more when they go to that planet where the they gold have to, bloom planet. Yeah, the gold bloom planet. Yeah. And like <sighs> It's this movie has no story. It has no narrative arc. Completely agree. I think that we t- we talked about the only person who has a narrative arc in this movie is that dude with the two guns who yes. like uh, takes over Heimdall's job. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he is an arc where he goes from being bad dude to good dude, <laughs> and that is the only arc that you will witness in this entire film. And that's not great. No, it's a it's a real problem, but. I think it's a problem for us in a way that it is not a problem for many people who are just so, one might say inured, but like also just like, but who just like this aspect of the Marvel Universe so much that like this movie better than most, I think like really commits to, to the like action comedy beat action comedy yes oh definitely and I can see the appeal of it It just for whatever reason like none of it ended up landing for me. And I think that's part of it. And I think there probably are other people who feel the same way as us, but it's like part of it's because none of the action and none of the comedy matters because it's all secondary. Yeah. Like it's all like tangential to the actual narrative. Completely. Like, of what it's like the stakes of the, the stakes have no, aren't tied to any of the action. It's true. Um, until like the very end. And by that time you're just kind of like, okay, just do the big fight sequence <laughs> yeah, where everybody let's comes. Let's get this over yeah, with. Do, do it up. Um, uh, what do you think the next movie is? It's not Ant-Man 2. It's not Ant-Man 2. It's a good movie. It's a good one. Oh, we hit another high. It's not Infinity War, is it? No, there's one in between. Infinity War comes after. You but know there was another is. good You're going to get there. Black Panther. It is. <laughs> Man, this movie is always in my head. Like, the the... It is some of the highest highs. Oh, and not some of the lowest lows, but some of the most wasted potential at the same time in that, like, I don't know whether anybody could do it, right? Like, I think that, like, it, actually, I, shan't, I shouldn't say wasted potential. I don't potential. know. It's not wasted potential. It is just that, like, it almost gets, there's a, there's a part in this movie where you're like, this is a perfect movie. And then it like, decides. Like, this couldn't be better than it, it is. It couldn't be, yeah. And then I'm not sure whether it ever could be, but it's like the Michael B. Jordan character is so strong. Yes. Killmonger is so strong. So and good. And the, the ethical, comp- the complicated ethical questions that the movie poses are so good yes. that there is no way for the movie to actually wrap them up <laughs> and remain a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's so true. And that is 
this is the movie that that is most hurt by being part of a larger universe. I completely agree. And like, yeah, the the downfall of this movie is that it has to have a fight at the end, and yeah. it seems like they maybe had about twenty bucks to do the CGI for it. <laughs> That's like, true. They definitely seem like they ran out of money. So bad. And like, it's also just not the sequence that you need to wrap up this movie. Yeah, you've done all this work, and then it's just like I don't know some rhinos though. These like, you, it's you not done. It's not there. All this interesting like questioning of of like yeah. Well, and the other problem too is that you need to have seen it's Civil War, right? Where you see yes. Chal- where you first yes. meet the child. You do. You do need the context of Civil it's War. Really important because they to do. Have n- that. They, otherwise, you will not feel connected to Ch- T'Challa throughout. And that's no. the first time I saw it. I was like, you know, Killmonger was right. Kill that's Mon- the problem. Yeah. If you don't, if you haven't seen the other one, you are a hundred percent Team Killmonger. Killmonger. <laughs> yeah. You are just like I don't know when. Really, you have to you have to feel split. You have to understand yes. the split. And I think that this movie does so much. It's so good. The way that it handles like the sins of the father revisited on the son. It's good. Oh man, it's so strong. And then you have uh, the the other the other uh, people who live in the mountains. Yes. That oh, man. There's. It's all so. There's so much there. And then the ending sequence with the sunset, where he finally sees, where Michael B. Jordan finally sees the Chef's sunset kiss. that his father talked about. Yeah. I'm getting chills talking about it. He gives that speech. It's some of the best writing that's been oh, done. Yeah. And yeah, I oh. man, there was there's a world where this is number one, but it is a world in which it is not a, necessarily a Marvel movie. Yeah, in which case it can't be number one. It is. I mean, it's just it's very good. It like so many of these stumbles at the end, and that stumble is more pronounced for how good the earlier parts of it are. Yes. So it's very it's like true. what are you gonna do? You know, yeah. Uh, it's, I I am very curious to see what they do with Dude, two. I well, and without spoiling too much, I think that that might be the one Marvel movie I can say 100. percent I'm going to see. Oh, I'm definitely going to see it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't envy that task. I mean, if anybody, Ryan Coogler is doing it, so I know they can do it. Oh, I know, but yeah. I mean, you know, Chris Nolan made uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Like, but, we, but Ryan Coogler has learned from Christopher Nolan's mistakes. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I don't Let's know. Hope at least, um, uh, like it's yeah, I, I it's an impossible task. Good luck. <laughs> I think I think they make Shuri the Black Panther. Oh, I def- definitely Shuri's the Black Panther. Yeah. That's fine. I'm into that. But doing it without Chadwick Boseman is just like, I don't know. You got your hands tied behind your back. That's not great. Agreed. Yeah. Um. Because you need that stuff to happen on screen, and what are you going to do? As we know from the first one, you need to see yeah, a certain you, amount you of this You have to have screen. this stuff yeah. happening. Like We can't have some flashback where it's like shadowy guy who looks like Chadwick Boseman is getting crushed oh, in a building hope, or something. I hope that they don't do that. I don't think that they will. I think that I think they, they are too respectful of Chadwick Boseman to do that yeah. kind of stuff, but I don't know what you do. Um, in any case. Infinity War. Yes. This is a good movie. So this is a very good movie. I liked it much more the second time. I had seen this one previously, seen it which before. is which is was a strange one to have seen previously. This is Thanos' movie. Yeah, it is. It benefits from having watched the others certainly, but I also just <laughs> I liked this the first time I saw it too. Well, it with, is so without, much his movie yes, that you can kind of get can away kind with of it. get away with it, and it's uh, it's surprising how. Unlike Killmonger, there's no point when I'm like, I get you, Thanos. <laughs> but like, it's interesting the degree to which, despite not necessarily being sympathetic, he is, and and the performance, the Josh Brolin performance, very impressive. is is impressive and certainly drives the movie. Oh, so yeah, and like is very uh, engaging. 
completely agreed. And you know, you end on your down note. Uh and it's it is like obviously, you know, some amount of revision is going to happen. You and you know that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not I left it feeling down. Yes. Which is its intent. Yeah, it's it's it fully embraces the the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, philosophy. it goes for it. And and I appreciate it and I think it pulls it off. I agree. And I, um, it's just a good movie. I, I like Endgame more. I agree. Um I don't know if that's like a consistent opinion. I mean Oh, I, I would but, agree, certainly. Yeah. I think the endgame I think Endgame delivers if the goal of these two movies is to be the culmination yeah. of a thing. Endgame delivers in a way that Infinity War doesn't, which makes sense from a marketing perspective. And because, because Infinity you kind War can't. Of, you kind of want Infinity War to maybe be the movie where everyone's like, everybody's talking about these Marvel movies. I'm just going to check this one out. <laughs> you watch that one, then you go back and watch all of the yeah, rest of them yeah. so that you were ready a year later when to, to be in there for Endgame game. comes out. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now? Ant-Man 2. Ant-Man 2. <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. Slightly better than Ant-Man I 1. remember none of this movie. You, I, re- you remember the high school, the scene at the school. I remember the high school scene at the <laughs> school. We, did we pause it and try and figure out whether that was a real music track or not? It is. It is. Apparently, it's an arrangement of the original Ant-Man theme from a long time ago. Oh, from like a TV, yeah. like animated TV yeah. show? That makes sense. It that is. was insane. <laughs> it I loved it. terrible. But <laughs> I loved that That was sequence. very funny. It definitely made us laugh harder than anything in any other Ant-Man yeah. adjacent property. And... Outside of that, I literally remember nothing. I could not tell this you a, a single like, element the of the plot. Destiny character as a villain. Um, uh, I I'll Lawrence watch. Fishburne is in it. Lawrence Fishburne is he's a professor. He's a professor who's I, also like kind of a co bad guy, but uh, not really he's, a bad he's guy. He's an enabler. The real bad guy is the dude from Justified, Walt, Walton Goggins yes, or whatever. He is, and he's but he's like he's an arms barely, dealer. You know? And oh, I, they do, I just they do the Michael the... Pena sequence again, which is smart. That the part's Michael, good. The Michael Pena sequences are always, always like, good. Again, Michael Pena for Ant Man. Yes, always. Like, I will campaign. Let the people be characters. Yes. Uh, Not this cardboard cutout of Paul Rudd, <laughs> who's equally ageless as Paul Rudd is. But true. What you gonna do? Um, great post credit sequence, and maybe yeah. the most Actually, important post credit sequence of the entire. Directed thing. by the Russo brothers. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they directed that, which explains why it's better. <laughs> you know, the quality immediately spikes. Peyton Reed is that man's getting paid to do a third one of these. Is he really? Oh yeah, you don't give up that gig. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying you should give it up. I'm shocked. Oh yeah. I guess that I they've mean, been really they're successful. Making money. Yeah. Yeah. We're the only people who are really trying to sound the alarm on this. <laughs> <laughs> Fall on deaf ears. Yeah, Kevin, <laughs> write us, won't you? Um. All right. What's next? Uh. There was w- it wasn't Endgame. There's one no. more between it and Endgame. I, getting crazy on you with Captain Marvel. Oh, Captain Marvel! This was the actual most wasted potential. Yes, um, far and away. You can actually see the better movie. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, in a way that does not even require a new script. No. It just kind of requires an editor. It requires massive re-editing but they probably have all the footage they need to make a much better movie yeah like having your character have amnesia for an entire movie turns out that's not necessarily great well especially when it's not clear how much they remember and how much they don't yeah it continues to to change also it's an introduction to a character so I understand the conceit that's like you're discovering who she is as she discovers who she but is. But it doesn't actually but feel like she's really discovering who she is. No, I actually don't think that Brie Larson is very good in this movie. 
I don't really. She's think not it's given her very fault. much to do. Yes, I. She, there's not really. She's not given anything to do. Is there's so many problems with this? This movie. movie really disappointed me. It has that sequence where they kick a person into a jukebox after starting a music track, yes. which is unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie is just not good. No. Uh, and the, the bigger issue, this movie has, uh. You know, it's like this is an introduction to a character. We should leave this movie being like, I can't wait to see more with this character. We kind of get that in the post credit sequence because we realize that like, okay, this ties in to the end of Infinity War because we know that uh, they tried to summon yeah. uh, Captain Marvel at the end of that. Yeah, that Nick, Nick Fury yeah. is able to summon her. But, you know, so like that's kind of exciting. But there is an element too where... Her mar her her marvels her powers are so great. Her marvels are very, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The marvels that she produces <laughs> are so extreme that it sort of like dulls the impact there's a, there's of anything. There's a weird there's a weird balance issue. Yes. If this were a video game, we would. She is OP. Yeah, we would definitely. She would need to be nerfed. No um, doubt. I think that they end up handling it okay. They in do the game. But, but the I scale agree. of Endgame is so heightened as opposed to anything that we've... You know, yeah. the end of Infinity War allows for things to be so ridiculous that she it's, can hang. And I think that the idea that basically she's just like too busy handling other worlds is a good way to mitigate yeah. the like how overpowered the character is. Well, and that does that is the part of her plot that like opens you up... And it, and it works. ...the next door, right? Yeah, but by trying to keep her earthbound during this like one particular movie and like not letting her just have her powers there's just like something it's strange man it's not a great movie it's a strange it's a strange movie it's it's just so strangely structured and it 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 could be so much better it could be awesome yeah uh and so i can't wait for when we finally remake all of these movies in 2036 (laughs) and uh we get to recast this yeah (laughs) and make it again um then we get endgame then we get endgame what is there to say about Endgame that hasn't already been said? I don't know. We did like three hours on it. I know. It. You can go listen to that. It's a great want. movie. It's, it's It delivers. It has some terrible parts. D- like any of these. Yeah. It but these, some, this, some I mean, lows. you know, you got Hawkeye in that sequence where he murders a Yakuza. Oh, yeah. to- Tokyo. It's like one shot, quote unquote, one shot. That is yeah. a rough sequence. But man, that was real bad. The parts it of it has that Hawkeye are good. is all we need to say. Really. <laughs> yeah. The parts of it that are good are very good. Yes, I agree. This movie moved me in a way that I was not expecting to Agreed. be moved. And I don't know that, any, like, other than maybe Black Panther, I don't know that any of these other movies really like m- like touch something in me. I think mean, Civil, Civil War, War a little bit. Civil War Civil yeah. War in this one Civil and Black War. Panther are like I mean and frankly you could say so the ones with T'Challa in them and you'd yeah. be like yeah it's a pretty good case for Black Panther being the best oh, one. Man the end of the end of Dude um, yes. of Civil, Civil War. War. Yes when he when he, when he grabs from oh. Zemo that actually we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, so sick. That's that's one of the most that's one of the best scenes in any of these movies. Oh, it's so awesome. Honestly, uh, all of this is just making me want to watch Civil War, but that's, I know. Anyway. Anyway, Endgame, then we watch Spider-Man Homecoming. No, Far From Home. Far From Home, sorry. Yes, Far From Home. Martin Starr's uh breakout performance. Uh, honestly, make him an honorary Avenger. Otherwise, this is a bad movie and it's you don't need to movie. see it. It's not a it's not the, it's, it's not a bad it's just, movie. It is it's really stupid. It's not a good movie. And it's it's so inconsistent and it's it's internal logic is really bad. Yeah. There's stuff in it that is so dumb that it makes you pause the movie and be like, "Wait, how did this how did they let this pass?" Yes, it's confusing in yeah. in ways that you're just like, "Wait, 
did I miss part yes. of this? Uh, and that's not a good feeling. No. Um, um, high hopes for the next one, but like... Who knows? But yeah. So that's the MCU. And thus ended the MCU. Oh, wait! There's a bunch more. There are many phases to come. So before we talk about the TV shows, I want to run through a little surprise that I have for you. Okay. Some uh, Zero Stars MCU trivia. Man, this is the most narcissistic thing. I want to see how good, how good your memory, dear listener, is... Me as a listener. You as a listener. I do edit them every time. So, okay. What moment in Captain America, the first Avenger, do Bob and Matt swear <laughs> they will remember for the rest of their lives? When he jumps. <laughs> yes. And uh, they do not show him landing. But in the, the next shot, he's just running. So bad. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like the, one of the worst editing the worst mistakes editing. I've ever seen. It's absolutely atrocious. That is it. Um, all right. In which film does Tony Stark see a tattoo of Tony Stark? Three? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The Scott Hispanic Scott Bayo. <laughs> that is a good sequence, too. Which film does Bob become concerned he is conflating Age of Ultron with due to Linda Cardellini's presence in both? So what's the movie that, that you think you were... Con- you, we were watching Age of Ultron, and oh. we recap it, and you start recapping a different movie. <laughs> That Linda Cardellini is also in. Oh, Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home. Yeah. <laughs> also, man, Daddy's Home. Uh, Sophia Coppola says that's her favorite movie of the last really? like ten years. It's it shouldn't be, but <laughs> parts of that movie made me laugh so hard on an airplane that I woke my wife up on a transcontinental flight and many people sitting around us. <laughs> I gotta check this out. Yeah. Um, in which episode do we repeat the name Russo most? Civil War. No, this is a trick question. Thor the Dark World. <laughs> because Thor the Dark World features Renee Russo, who plays Thor's mom. Because we cannot remember her character name, and in defense it's not mentioned very much, we call her Renee Russo, and Matt even declares that someone got Russoed, <laughs> quote unquote. Um, but this is actually before we ever I saw Russo I love it Russo when you Brothers talk about movie. yourself in the third person. Yeah. It really it, I do I do this most of the time. For the podcast, I usually switch to the first person. Uh, I'm glad. In which episode do we inadvertently predict a future trending Twitter topic? Oh, uh, Guardians. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. The episode title is Can You Imagine Jack Black Ripped? We propose that Jack Black would be a better Star-Lord, an idea that trended on Twitter a about Chris 11 Pratt, months later. Just in yeah. general. Um, in which podcast episode does Matt correct Bob's Star Wars original trilogy comparison? Guardians? I don't know. Um, this is actually in Civil War. Mm. AT-AT, or AT-AT versus ATST, oh, whatever, sure. um, while referencing the Ant-Man being tanked down by Captain America. <laughs> what is the title of Bob's favorite fake John Grisham novel? <laughs> I don't this is the hardest out of all of them. I have no idea. The Pangborn File. <laughs> <laughs> Named for John Pangborn, whose medical files are given to Doctor Strange in a stunning act of health information privacy negligence. I forgot about that. <laughs> that dude just hands over the guy's yeah, entire medical oh, history. Oh, you're a doctor. Yeah, who could trust you with this? Here, it's in. It's on paper. <laughs> I actually got it. This is the first time we're meeting, but I printed out the whole thing just in case you wanted it. Man, I forgot about that. Oh, wow! You really listened to some of our. Our old episodes. Yeah, every so often I, I throw one on. Wow. I'm An- very impressed. Annie finds it soothing. <laughs> Annie is a dog. Yeah. Well, she likes she likes my voice. The sound <laughs> of her master's voice. Uh, so 
so that I was the end of phase four. Is this phase five now has started with that the was the TV end of phase shows? three. Oh, phase three. I'm sorry. Phase four is now begun with a TV series. Yeah. And is going to continue on with, I believe, the Eternal. No, no. Black Widow is the first. And then Shang-Chi and then. And the then Shang-Chi and then the Eternals. Okay. Here's what I want to do. I think that we can say unequivocally that we enjoyed our time doing this. Yeah. And that we ended up enjoying the Marvel movies to this point. I'm immensely glad that we did this. Yeah, and I had a great time. I think that to a degree it benefits from it being a project. Yeah. And if we had just done this because we were just like, whatever, like, well, let's just do this. Like, I don't think that my enjoyment would have been nearly as great. doing the podcast and like thinking about them increased my enjoyment. Oh, totally. Turns out being forced to consider and analyze a thing sometimes increases your enjoyment of it. And it deepens your appreciation for it. Certainly, yeah. And I think that like, despite our some of these movies that we didn't think were very good, our appreciation for the entire endeavor did not exist before. Exactly. <laughs> and now it does. Totally. Um, so with that in mind, uh, there are now new things happening, like you were yes. alluding to there. there. And there have been two TV shows that have already come out. Two Disney Plus TV and series. And then there will be new movies. And there are new movies, yeah. I have not engaged with any of this, and I honestly don't intend to watch the TV shows. You have watched both of the TV shows. I have watched all of the Captain America, um, uh, the spoiler. I've watched all of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I have watched uh, a. I, I watched almost all of WandaVision. WandaVision, I started watching because um, because people were freaking out on Twitter about one particular plot element. Hmm. It says a lot that like not only did I not finish the show, but I don't remember what remember what they were freaking out about, but it wasn't very good. I think they were freaking out actually about one line. There's one line in it that's now actually everybody said that like it was like the best line they're like how has nobody ever written this line before do you know what it is it is uh what is i believe it's what is grief but love persisting or persevering what is grief but love persevering uh which has been turned into a series of memes which i take great enjoyment (laughs) in um uh, but in any case, WandaVision starts very strong, and then it ends up being exactly what you think it is, and it's just like kind of the the second to last episode was just extremely boring, and the last episode, from what I heard, I didn't even watch it. It was just like the end of any Marvel movie where it's just a bunch of action. Sure, but the first few episodes are really strong because it turns out like Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, great chemistry. Put them put when them, they have time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when you actually give them time, it delivers on a lot of the the stuff from Age of Ultron uh-huh. that like, you know, that felt weird in Infinity War because you're like, oh, these people are in love, I guess. <laughs> um, and this kind of this tries to to explain some of that in the later episodes. But what's better really than that than trying to explain like, oh, this is how they fell in love is to show them just like actively in love. Yeah, you don't need to explain. Together. Yeah, give us these two people in a room together and like the structure of like styling it like an old like old sitcoms is clever and pretty fun yeah and in some cases like legitimately funny i would say as well and then there's like a mystery that continues to evolve um randall park is also there there's a callback you remember in ant-man 2 yeah, the one good joke is the magic randall park they, they continue the, the randall park oh doing, i like that doing magic tricks thing that's good yeah um it just but like in the end it just like it can't do it it just it's like it it's just third act problems yeah typically then there's falcon and the winter soldier a show that varies in quality drastically, but the most important thing is that it did not need to be a TV show. Could it have been a movie. Easily could have been a movie. Hmm. These movies are already 
verging on three hours long. Totally. There's at least one episode in this that is clearly just filler where they just were like, we need to have more in here and we don't know what else to do. So there's one episode that's just like useless Mm -hmm. to the entire thing. And then there's other stuff that just could be cut, frankly. Mm -hmm. And it it didn't need to be a TV series. There's just like a lot of downtime. And it like, again, the ending is just like... It, it's it, they're going for a Black Panther thing where you kind of understand it's like they're fighting some not uh, nihilists that's the big Lebowski uh, anarchists yeah and you kind of understand where the anarchists are coming from they're very sympathetic uh, but just like in Black Panther the they're very sympathetic except for the fact that they're like and the only way to achieve this is to murder <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like I don't really understand where you where that jump comes from and it's just so fucking lazy dude uh-huh. and it's nothing more irritating than like this was a tv series you had six or seven hours to actually like explore these topics and still you can't come up with something better um than murder that being said there are some very strong themes in it around like um Anthony Mackie is Birdman Sam. He stops being Birdman Sam to me in the course of that because they give him stuff to do. Yeah. They give him, like, actual stuff to do. He's no longer just kind of, like, goofy dude with wings. Well, and Birdman Sam is, like, a total term of endearment. Like, that's not not meant to marginalize... Certainly. But it's Falcon's achievements. (laughs) Uh, It is more just, like... I, I love we Anthony Mackie in that role. We have nothing but love for him. I think that he is fantastic in that role, but yeah. he is given very little to do oh, in these movies. Yeah, he yeah. is sidelined consistently, and this show reckons with that. Not uh-huh. only like corrects it, but reckons with it. That's good. In a way that's very good. It has uh, our boy um, uh, Wyatt Russell in it, uh, just doing much better work than his dad, I gotta say. Um, and uh, Sebastian Stan is also very good as Bucky. Yeah. And I... I so despite it being like just falling apart later on, the bad guy being just complete, you know, a completely useless attempt at at I don't know depth. Um, it, I will say it has what might be my favorite fight sequence in the entire MCU, and it is at the very beginning of an episode after which something fucked up happens. Huh. And the, because of the thing that happens then, and because, you know, and because, again, I watched this, I, I was never watching these, like, immediately. I'd watched them several days after they came out. Right, right. And everybody on Twitter was talking about, like, this major thing the that The thing happens. that happened. And so this episode, after the other episode ends, this episode kicks off with a fight sequence that is so tense and so, like, physically violent yeah like in a like grueling grueling yes exactly people are tired yeah yeah and you see them getting tired like literally it is like because they've also been fighting before this it is so well done mm. and i can't remember the name of the director but uh it, i know i think it's a it's a woman and she did such excellent work with this uh-huh. that i was kind of like why could the rest of it not be this good and maybe it's because it was seven hours and if it had been two and a half hours and this happened in there and this happened yeah and like you you have this in a two and a half hour movie maybe you can concentrate a little bit more and deliver higher quality yeah. throughout um because i felt it was it was it was similar to civil war i was like i actually don't know how this is going to end mm-hmm. and this was the only other time that i felt that way that's pretty cool yeah so i will say like that is a very cool sequence but like generally speaking the continuation has soured me a little bit and is and that because you feel like it cheapens what you I, already I know i do think it cheapens a little bit and not in the sense that like i think that they handle um 
I mean, spoilers, but Falcon becomes Captain America. I mean, my assumption, I guess the funny thing about that that is that that's my assumption at the end of Endgame. Yes. You know, it's like, I know that he's the next Captain America. But for good reason, they reckon with what that means. What does it mean for a black man? And they actually do really interesting work with what has happened in the past. Like, the fact that, like, there have been, there was another black man who was given the super soldier oh, serum. interesting. And you meet that character and That's you find cool. out what his life has been like. They handle a lot of this very well. Apparently, like, the writer's room is really stacked with some real talent. Um, but it's still, it's it's hampered by the fact that this is still within the MCU and you still need to have a bad guy that's just like, I need to kill people. <laughs> I need to do it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's going to understand me if I don't kill them. No. <laughs> The only way to stop this man is by punching him with my robot fist. And it's just like, so it tries to get around some of these things too by, um, by like, it, it's interesting. It, it does like interesting things and then just like completely bungles um, so much of it. But I think that what cheapens it is just that like, by, by virtue of being TV shows, and I love TV and generally love TV more than movies. I yeah. think TV is maybe my favorite like visual media you love tv but like i always say that it really does not work for this for this particular thing so what's funny about that is it seems like it should work better because like that's what a comic book is is this like very serialized you know what i mean so many component parts they might get better at pacing it but as it is it felt like both of these once wandavision when it's just doing like just the episodes it's fine it's good, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just a sitcom because it has the sitcom format. Yeah. Once it breaks the sitcom format because it needs to actually be a narrative within the MCU, it starts to fall apart because it doesn't know how to keep the the pacing and the rhythm. Interesting. And I think it's the same thing with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's there's like two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier that like I don't remember at all, and I didn't watch that that long ago. Um, it, I think so. I think that like part of it's just like okay, these are these are. <sighs> These are disappointing because there's good stuff in them, mm-hmm. but it's being handled somewhat poorly. And at the end of the day, neither of them necessarily actually surprised me, despite that fight sequence where it felt like anything could happen. Yeah. Anything didn't happen. Right, right. <laughs> so, do you kind they, of. Yeah. So, okay. You've, are you going to continue to watch Marvel things? That's kind of my root question here. Um, are you going to continue you, to engage are you? with this? You know, I I don't know. I not mean, the TV shows. I can a, say right now, not the TV shows. Really, I'm done with. I'm done. I'm done with the TV shows. Yeah, like there's an element of it where I'm st- I'm kind of curious about some of it, but I really don't want to like meet new people. Like mm. like, this is how I feel about Friends. <laughs> not the TV show Friends, but actual Friends. Yeah, I kind I mean, of. What if they rebooted Friends with just new friends? You can't do that. Yeah, that's that's so mean to the old friends. Yeah, but I, I yeah I sort of I have no like. Nomadland was my favorite movie of this last year. I don't necessarily want to see this Eternals movie because, like, despite like I really like the cast. Yeah, the cast is great. It's it has nothing to do with the people making it. Yeah. It's just sort of like I don't know that I can do this anymore. I'm kind of tired, and I think the, that that there's a fatigue. There's that a sets fatigue in. to and it, and I think that that's also the issue with the TV shows yeah. is that there's a fatigue to watching a TV show, a TV show that there isn't with a movie. Yeah, and I think that part of that fatigue is like, I don't know. I actually, I, it, I can't you know what it, it is too. So like, my wife doesn't watch these movies, and I was saying this to another friend. You start to feel like an insane person trying to describe it. Yeah. Like it's at such a point 
of convoluted doubling back on itself that you sound like a person talking about chemtrails. Like, you, yes. you're like, okay, so there's a new Spider-Man movie, but it's got all the old Spider-Mans in it. The weird thing, and though... And, like, you sound like a lunatic. But but the, most of the world believes in these chemtrails and loves these chemtrails, right. which is the weird thing. We just happen to know a lot of people who don't. Yes, but I'm saying that once doing that occasionally yeah. exposes to me just how crazy it all has become. Yeah. And it's almost like I just kind of can't keep doing this. Like, I'm curious about Black Widow because I want to fi- finish a story with a character I know. Yeah, that's true. I, that, it, that's kind of that's kind of the hook that they've got. Yeah, and, like, I honestly, if you gave me, like, like, this is impossible because of er- actors aging and stuff, but if they were able to be, like, five years, nothing, you know? And then in five yeah. years, they were, like, What's going on with those characters again? I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I could go for. But I want to see the same the, characters. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's kind of the problem. Is like I've I've invested as much as I can into this, and at the same time, those actors are so fucking done with it. And I, mean, I get that because yeah. they have a fatigue too. Oh yeah, you know, like I wouldn't want to just do this forever, and that's not because like I don't love it. Like I could love getting to be Captain America, and I could do a good job. And then eventually I'm just like, I just don't want to be Captain America anymore. No, did you imagine that workout regimen? Dude. With the biceps? Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, punishing. Yeah. But like, that's it. It's just at a certain point, I just, I need a break. But if you take a break, you're back to where I was before we started this quest. And then getting back in is too hard. No, but if you continue on, you're also kind of where, because the fatigue, it was no longer... It was no longer a project when I was watching those. I was watching them because we were in the middle of a pandemic still, and it was winter, and we live in Chicago, right? Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck is everybody talking about? <laughs> I need to just find out. Twitter. What's I'm not on even it? on Twitter. I just, like, I just like know that people are talking, and I'm a sucker for a zeitgeist. So I, instead of doing the wise thing that I used to do and just read a blog recap of it on the AV Club or whatever, I actually decided to sit down and watch it. And I have the fatigue now because it just... It, it it has lessened it in my memory. There is a part of me that thinks back on the very end of Endgame and is just like, why did I feel the way that I did watching that? When really, it's just like any like they're all kind of the same. Like there's just like a big mush of like not surprising. There is an element where if Endgame isn't the end, it's not as fun. Yeah, and I recognize that it's like yes, it is the end of this one thing, and then there's a new beginning. But I'm just like. Yeah, but you kind of got to let it be the end. It kind of needs to be that we reached a point. Yeah, it's yet another reminder in a not fun way that this is a property and not actually just a narrative. <sighs> so speaking about that, yeah, we have also come to an end. Yeah, this is the, the last episode of Zero Stars. And we are very thankful for everybody who's come along on this ride with us. Yeah, I'm hugely thankful for that. I, I, I cannot believe that all our loyal anyone readers. did. Yeah, I don't actually know anybody who did. Do you? I know some people. My dog listens. Yeah, I, I understand she uh you put it on for her. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Um but yeah, thank you to anybody who has been listening. Genuinely, thank you very much. Uh, and, and thank you for anybody who also just like wrote in and interacted at any point and yes. had anything to say or you know, even if you disagreed with our take on <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Um, or any of our other takes. Or any of our which are takes. of course factual and totally accurate. Yeah. Um it's been a wild and crazy ride, and yeah, I'm really glad we did this. 
I feel like it made me a more open-minded person. <laughs> that sounds silly, but I think it's actually true. I think that's true of me, too. I had not thought of that, but I think that the Marvel project especially... That's what I mean. It's interesting that the video game thing just made me more doubled down on all my oh, feelings. Oh, the video game thing was, was was based around the idea that we were canonical and right already. Yeah. Nothing needed to be changed. Really, we, we, need, to go, we need to go back and do that now that we our minds have been opened. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think uh, this has been good for me. It's been a hell of an experiment. And I don't think that I can really engage with Marvel anymore, but I'm very glad for the time that Marvel and I had together. And now yeah. we're going to consciously uncouple. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's in these movies. Yeah, she is. She forgets too. Don't worry. She's also on the record saying that she has forgotten that she has been in some of she these movies. She doesn't know which ones she's in. No, she yeah. gets paychecks and doesn't really know where they're coming from. I get it. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this with me. Yeah, thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Well, see you in the funny papers.